everybody! I am doing something completely and utterly bonkers, never done before, never heard of before, but here we are. Um, I am having this moment where I have really been in the depths of feeling and honestly I have been feeling a lot of pain, a lot of sadness, a lot of upset and I have been sitting with it and working it through in ceremony with myself. And because of that, I now find myself, thankfully, on the other side. I know they say, and I say, you know, there's no right and there's no wrong. And, you know, you just got to feel it. But we all want to feel happy, don't we? And so when you get to the other side and you do actually genuinely feel happy, um, I just wanted to share it with you. That's it. I just wanted to share this moment. And so I have a workshop that I recorded a while ago now. I actually recorded it um, the day before one of my dear friends died. And I've had it here as a draft for a very long time. I mean, it must be kind of nearly nine months or so now. Um, and I just felt that today was the day that I wanted to share it with you and release it to you all, um, because I know that she would have loved to have listened to it. And I know that she would love to know that you guys are listening to it. And, um, I had that intention kind of rooted for a long time now, but it just hasn't felt like, I guess, the right moment until now. And so here we are. Um, I am sharing it with each and every one, single one of you beautiful, beautiful souls. I really hope you get something out of it. It's called The Body is the Vehicle and truly it's the thing that I believe most in this world. You know, this physical vessel is our car, our horse, our skis our jet rocket up to wherever it is that we want to be and the more that we can look after this body clear out the old unburden the past step into this present unlock the gifts that we have in this present um the more that we can really drive or career or cruise our way to the dreams the desires the most magical place that we want to be so enjoy um like i say never done before not really quite sure why i'm doing it right now apart from i felt the nudge i saw it there and i thought today is the day baby dive in enjoy i look forward to seeing you soon hello 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 beautiful people i have a gorgeous day where i am and um there's a school just coming out um i'm dog sitting at the moment so we could well get noises from school children dogs who knows what else and i thought should I shut the door? Should I, you know, and I thought, you know what, life is happening around us. And there is such a big part of us and, and from the world that we live in, where I think we have been told, we have to try and make it perfect. We have to make sure there's no sound outside. We have to make sure, you know, that the framing and everything is, is, is absolutely spot on. We need to look this, this certain perfect image and life isn't perfect. And we aren't perfect as beings. And the thing that I'm speaking to you about today is really the probably the one thing that kind of encompasses all of my work, which is the fact that I started off originally as a nutritionist and then the yoga and energy and things um, added on afterwards. But what I started off as my passion was nutrition because um, from a young age, I was very unwell. Um, I had really bad digestion. I had um, constant pain, IBS, bloating, constipation, 
I'm very comfortable with talking about poo. And so if you're not, you know, we can, we can work on that together. Um, and with that then came menstrual irregularities. I didn't have a period. Um, and it doesn't really matter about the specifics actually, because what I found with those two things for me, in my experience, and the thing that I've spoken to a lot of people and a lot of my clients about is this, when we have something going wrong with our body, whether that is a symptom such as IBS, whether that is a symptom such as no period, or whether that is a repercussive effect, for instance, not being able to have um, a baby or, or struggling with the fertility journey um, or whatever else, you know, or it could be also like a disease, like something much bigger, for instance, cancer or autoimmune, things like this. I think we can think that our body is failing us. And certainly I felt like that. I remember being in so much pain and discomfort and I would just be thinking, why is this happening to me? Why is, why am I, you know, why is my body not working well? Why am I not working well? Felt like I was failing. And my um, experience was going to doctors, many doctors, many specialists, and every single one of them near enough said, the tests all look completely fine. Um, there is nothing wrong that we can see and because there's nothing really wrong there's not nothing we can do to like help you or cure you because there's nothing wrong with you in the first place um and so there was sometimes like medication that could have been taken to kind of support the symptom okay and that's kind of what kept happening is the symptom the thing that was happening here as the last thing that i could see that was the symptom that was being treated right let's just say a headache it's a really easy example um, I've dove straight on in here. I can't really do it any other way. So strap in, we're going in, maybe get some paper or some water as well. If you just need to quickly pause, do that. So let's just take a headache, right? A headache is a symptom. A headache is an effect that we're seeing, right? But what we aren't seeing is this whole series of events that's led us to get to these, this headache. For instance, too much coffee, Whoop. not enough sleep, Whoop. feeling stressed, Whoop. Um, not having enough water, whoop, not getting outside or moving our body. Whoop, finally, we've got a headache. Okay, and if we've got a headache, sure, we can take something. We can take paracetamol. Um, we can take ibuprofen. But day after day after day after day, that's going to get really boring. It's going to get really tiresome, especially if what you're experiencing is not merely a headache. And I say merely a headache. Some people suffer from chronic headaches, which is not just a mere headache. But it is not just a headache, right? Imagine if that was not being able to go to the toilet or going to the toilet so much you couldn't leave the house or never getting a period. So you never know where you're at in a cycle. So you never know how you're going to feel. So, you know, or not being able to have a, a child um, or, you know, um, for men, um, erectile dysfunction or again, you know, the bowel movements thing kind of goes as well or anxiety, right? These are symptoms. This is like a light being switched on, us seeing a picture and it's like, oh, I can see a picture. There's a square, there's a circle, but we haven't seen the series of events that's led us to draw that picture of a headache. So basically then what I started thinking was like, this isn't right. I know something is not right in my body because I'm not feeling right. I know that I'm not simply making this up. I'm pretty sure I've, I've not lost my marbles yet. Definitely on the way now, um, but I've not lost my marbles yet. So something must be going on deep beneath the layers that the doctors can't see maybe a test or a blood work or a colonoscopy or an endoscopy or whatever can't even show 
and yet there is definitely something not quite right. So I wanted to get to the bottom of that. Um, I went on to study naturopathic nutrition, which is really about this. And naturopathic nutrition, I'm just thinking like the beeping in the background and I'm like, maybe I should have shut it. Imperfect world that we're living in, it's all good. Um, naturopathic nutrition looks at the body as a whole. It looks at the body and it says there is a symptom, which is something going on the top. There is something in the middle, which is an intermediary thing, which is causing it to continue. And there is something going on underneath the surface. There is a root cause imbalance that is causing something above. Okay. Now that naturopathic nutrition and that way of looking at the body has really dictated my whole life. And, and now I kind of do a lot around business coaching and life coaching as well as health coaching, because I believe that we have so much potential as human beings. I believe that as human beings, we have infinite possibilities of the way that we can live our world, live our lives, be in our worlds, be in our bodies, communicate, connect, love, share and enjoy this world. And what we are talking about today is how all of these things, all of these things that we want to create and dreams that we have and places we want to visit, people that we want to meet and partners we want to marry and babies we want to have, and jobs we want to get and all of the good things you know whether that's having just this certain house or a certain car or whatever your dream is that's possible for you but what I believe is that the first step is to look at the physical body I believe that the first step is to look at the physical body and to get the physical body to the strongest place it can be because if I wake up in the morning and I don't have energy or if it's getting to three o'clock every single day and I've got a terrible headache or if I'm spending my whole day anxious, nervous, scared, in fear, if I can't get anything done because I'm running to the toilet, or I can't leave the house because I'm running to the toilet, or I'm so blocked up and constipated that like absolutely nothing is flowing through me creatively or otherwise, then that is going to be this big, massive boulder in the road of what we want to achieve. So what I want you to take from today and what I want to impart to you is this. Anything is possible for you in your life. Anything is possible for you in your life. And that feels like a big statement, especially if you've lost your job or if you've been dumped or whatever. Anything is possible for you in your life. The consciousness that has created this world outside of us lives within you and you can do whatever you put your mind to. If certain things are done right it is not just as easy as like snap my fingers here I go like um click my heels together off I go right we are not living we are living in a magic world but we're also not right we're still in a physical presence we're still in the human realm in order to get to that place there has to be a few things right and I'm not going to go off on the big tangents today but like inspired action and, and focus and where our mindset goes and things like that all of those things are really important but the thing for me that we're going to be speaking about today, how it all started for me, is this physical body needs to be really happy, okay? Everything in the world holds an energy. Everything in the world holds a vibration. If I want to attract in a million pounds, that's got a fucking massive vibration, okay? Um, but if my vibration is, is small because I'm tired or because I'm lethargic or because I'm not sleeping or because I can't eat because I, my digestion is really bad or whatever you know, then that is going to have an impact, a very direct impact on what I can um, attract in because my energetic vibration is not in match. Okay. 
So let's start by looking at this. How do I want to feel in my body? How do I want to feel in my mind? And how do I want to feel in my life? So grab a pen, paper, um, journal, and let's look at this now. How do I want to feel in my body? How do I want to feel in my mind? And how do I want to feel in my life? So let's do this. So we'll just have a couple of minutes. We won't go on for ages. You can write the question and then come back to it later if you need more time. How do I want to feel in my body? How do I want to feel in my life? How do I want to feel in my mind? I said it in a different order, but it's fine. Body, mind, life. How do I want to feel? Right? So sometimes when people say like, what's your vision? I, I find a lot of people when they're like, I don't know. I'm just trying to get through today. I'm just trying to pay my, my rent this month. And it can feel really kind of overwhelming to look at these big expansive questions. So how do you want to feel? Like, I want to wake up in the morning, I want to feel energized. I want to be with my friends and I want to feel love and loved. I want to um, teach yoga and I want to feel connection, right? How do you want to feel? What energy do you want to embody? And then our second question is, who do I want to be? What dreams, what goals, what visions, so this is now building, does the person I am becoming have? So I get it in this moment, this person watching this video might feel really exhausted, might feel very low vibration, might feel super sad. Those things are all okay, right? Don't push it away. But let's just say in like a year's time, that person you will be, 10 years time, that person you will be tomorrow, who is that person that you want to become? How are they living their life? What do they want? What dreams, what goals, what visions do they have? So sometimes we do kind of need to take ourselves out of this reality mode and get into the kind of like supernatural a little bit and, and just go into that dreamland a little bit where it's like, okay, blue sky thinking, what do I want, right? I want this much money. I want this car. I want this home. I want to live in this place. So allow yourself to kind of venture into the possible, the space, the, the sky, the, yeah, allow yourself to venture there. So who do I want to be? What dreams, goals, vision does that person, does that person who I'm becoming, what dreams, goals, visions do they have? Okay. So we create this very clear vision and carry on kind of journaling as things come up if you want to. I've got notes here because I don't want to miss things. So if you see me getting um, looking down, that's what I'm doing. Um, if we create a very clear vision of the person we want to be and where we are going, then we can kind of step into this embodiment now. So let me just say, for instance, right, Rachel in the future, she's going to be prime minister. She's not because I really don't want to get involved with politics, but that's, we don't need to go into that. But let me just say, like, I want to be prime minister. This is where I want to go. I want to be prime minister. I want to do all the things. I want to have all of the whatever. That's where I'm going. Okay. So I want to create that person almost in this moment now I want to step into the embodiment okay so if I'm prime minister what do I do how do I exercise how do I eat how do I sleep what do I how do I speak who do I hang out with and then everything kind of goes through this this um embodiment this um actualization of who I'm becoming okay and for me, so that's where all the dreams and the visions, and like I said, there's lots of things we can do around mindset and journaling and manifestation, but today we're looking at the food side of things. How can I get into the physical body, support the physical body in the way that that future self that I am becoming will thank me for, okay? Um, 
you know, it, it is just my nature and the nature of my work where I am always thinking like, not so much like I'm not happy with where I am now, but there is so much possible and so much potential out there. So it's like, how can I create and cultivate and curate and build this energy towards life of where I want to live? Okay, so this is what we're talking about today. How can we support the physical body as much as possible so that we can use it as a vehicle to step inside literally like a car and drive towards our dreams? If you're trying to drive towards your dreams and your wheels are falling off or your back door won't close or you've crammed so much fucking shit in the boot that the door won't close, you are going to really struggle to get to where you want to be. So we take it back. We put the car into the MOT. We have a service. We take some shit out. We get rid of some things. We fix the wheels. We screw on the door and then off we go. And that's what we want to do with the physical body here. Okay. So before we dive in, just a couple of things that I need you to remember as we go through. Everything in the body is connected, okay? Everything in the body is connected. We have multiple systems going on. So we have the digestive system. This is one of my favorites. I think one of the most important, gastrointestinal and digestive system, okay? So from the mouth all the way through, your stomach is here, um, underneath the left breast, I'm, I'll mirror you, okay? Underneath the left um, breast, it's actually up here. We then have uh, the large intestine goes down, um, sorry, small intestine goes down into the large intestine. And then obviously back passage where we go to the toilet. That's connected to the nervous system, the brain, the muscles, every single connection around the body, the nervous system, very connected. How our nervous system feels affects our endocrine system, our hormones. Um, again, a big source of communication around the body, but we also know um, our sexual health is based on hormones, our hunger is based on hormones, our sleep is based on hormones, our appetite is based on hormones. Um, nothing else is coming to my mind right now, but pretty much everything in the body when you go, ah, oh, I'm hungry, ah, oh, I want to snap. 99% of that is based on hormones, okay? So endocrine system is really important. Um, what else should I mention? The immune system, very potent at the moment, you know, a lot being spoken about with the immune system. The immune system, 70% of the immune system lives in the gut, in the digestive system, in the gastrointestinal tract. So the health of my gut Again, direct impact on my immune system, which plays a role, yeah, in like fighting fires in the, um, um, like if I'm getting a cough or cold, but it's much bigger than that. Autoimmune disease and cancers, they all come back to the immune system, okay? So I'm not gonna go too much into like what happens when this system is out of balance and what happens if that system is out of the balance. We know what happens, right? When you feel a symptom, a headache, irregular bowel movement, anxiety, infertility, whatever it is, um, you know, I'm trying to think of whatever else, but think about a symptom you are experiencing right now or have experienced heartburn, um, skin, acne, um, skin flares. There is a system that is imbalanced physically, possibly, emotionally, possibly energetically. Today we're thinking about what could be imbalanced on the physical level, okay? And those imbalances will likely be multi-system. They will not usually be just one system, like just the goal, just this, because everything is interacting, okay? So everything is interconnected. When I move my finger, a little bit of my hand moves, a little bit of my arm moves, my brain has told it to do that. Nothing is happening separately, okay? So that's really important to remember. So if we improve one thing, so one of, I'm gonna go through like 10 top tips essentially today that I find is really important for foundational physical health. 
when you act, um, action one of them, what you will find is you will be having a knock-on effect on every single system in your body. So again, I'm not going to get too into the nitty gritty of like, this is why it does it. Like, we're not going to go too much into the science, um, but we are going to think about, yeah, why, why it's important. Um, and always just remember that if I'm impacting one system, I'm going to be impacting many. Okay. Um, okay. And then the other thing is that, like how I started by saying, you know, we're often kind of looking for perfection and this like final thing where I'm like, oh, and it's all perfect and it's all good that can also lead into sometimes we want to make this like drastic change overnight and create this perfect healthy image tomorrow like 9am tomorrow morning and you're probably watching this at like 6pm 7pm at night or something like that right be realistic with your expectations for so many reasons firstly there is no hurry right yes you'll feel a lot better when you start to do it but there is no hurry so don't be in a rush the better thing to do is take small, slow, steady steps and slowly accumulate a big difference, sorry, a small difference. And then eventually you're at the top of the mountain and you've reached the big difference. Okay. In Atomic Habits, he calls it habit stacking. And it's a really nice way of putting it. So maybe just think about the next 10 things that I'm going to say and think about doing one of the things every single day and just see what happens. Find ways to build it into your routine find ways to work around your work. You know, I'm often on the on the go throughout the day. I'm actually quite rarely at home. Um, so for me, things that are really important is having a big bottle with me. Obviously I'll fill it up throughout the day, but having at least a liter with me in case I, I'm not near water. Um, I'll always take a smoothie on the go with me because that's something that I know I really like to do. And I'll have it, you know, as a meal sometimes throughout the day if I'm on the go. And if I know that I'm not going to be somewhere where I can get food that I know I'm going to eat or will match that energetic vibration that I'm stepping into, I take food with me. I make sure that I'm getting these things because even just one day, and it's not to say we need to be perfect every single day, but it's making it the exception and not the rule when I don't do it because the impact it has for me is so big. And the more you do it, the more you realize you need it. Okay. And the more you want to do it because it makes you feel really good. Okay. So what I'm going to do today is give you 10, I think I've got 10. Let's just double check my facts. Seven. Okay, we've got seven. Um, clearly, I didn't get to 10. Um, and I kind of didn't want to go too much into overwhelm. So we've got seven. So I'm going to give you my seven tips, which is really around this today is kind of thinking about creating a really strong foundation in the body. Okay. The other thing that happens a lot of the time is people are like, what do you think about CBD? What do you think about infrared saunas? What do you think about cold water? What do you think about this, 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 this? And I'm like, okay, you drink water. How much coffee do you have? How much sleep are you getting? Um, when was the last time you had a different vegetable than you hadn't had every single day for the last 30 years, you know? And this is said with no judgment because we're all starting where we're starting. But what it is to say is that, um, walk and then run you know cbd cold water infrared mushrooms uh, whatever else that you want to get involved in they all i think have a really important space depending on the intention you're taking them but if you don't have that earth layer that foundation layer of health of support of structure of routine around your physical health your emotional health your mental health 
I kind of see those things as like icing on this cake. So let's get the juicy, healthy, nourishing cake layer done first. Okay, cool. So super foundational. You've probably heard it all before, but drink your water, right? Number one is start with your foundations. Number one, start with your foundations. And it's literally like thinking about a plant, right? What does this plant need? That's your foundations, the earth into which it's plunging. What does it need? It needs water. It needs sunlight. It needs gentle, I was gonna say gentle movement. The plant doesn't, but the plant that is me does, right? So we need some movement, we need some water um, and we need some sunlight, okay? Doesn't need to be crazy. It does need to be two liters of water a day. How much have you drunk today? Whenever you start talking about how much water you drank, you can't help but not drink water. Um, so drink your water, two liters a day. And with the hydration thing comes caffeine. Mindful about caffeine. The number of people who say to me, I can drink a coffee at night and I'm completely fine. And I'm like, no, no, don't do it. And I'll tell you why, I will tell you why. This has come off very anecdotal, but quite a lot of research among friends. The number of people, clients, friends, strangers in the street, who I talk about caffeine with, and they say to me, caffeine doesn't impact me. And then I say, just try it, just try cutting it out and see what happens. And the number of people that come back and say like, you know what, I actually did have a much better sleep. So even if you feel like you are falling asleep after drinking caffeine, I am quite sure that stopping it earlier will give you a boost. And I don't know about you, but I want to be in the fucking top percentile of boost land, right? That's why you're here. That's why you're watching this. You're not watching this because you don't care about your health. You watch, you're watching this because you do care about your health. And there's really small changes that you can make here, right? Drinking water and stopping drinking caffeine at midday if you need to, a decaf in the afternoon, I would always go decaf tea because coffee still has quite a lot of caffeine in it, the decaf caffeine, okay? So the decaf coffee, sorry. Um, so two cups of coffee or tea before midday and then just stop, right? If there's a craving, what is the craving for? Are you exhausted? Get more sleep. That leads me on to number two. Number two, eight hours of sleep per night, okay? Eight hours of sleep per night. Um, again, the number of people who are like, I can sleep on four and I don't need it. Da, 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 da. Not true. Sci actual science, not my anecdotal science, has shown that there is a tiny, tiny, tiny percent of the population that do not need eight hours sleep. But the percent of the population that, sorry, that don't, sorry, there's a tiny percent of the population that don't need eight hours sleep, but the majority need eight hours sleep or more. Okay. The time when you go to sleep might change. So some people are early to sleep, early awake, late to sleep, late awake, but do try and get eight hours of sleep. It means with these things, it comes down to energetic vibration. Who am I becoming? Where am I going? How do I want to feel? And at that point, it kind of just comes down to making a choice. My clients describe me as being equally very mothering and nurturing. And like, I take no shit because it's just an excuse, right? I know you have so many things going on. I know you're busy. I know you have work. I know you have children. I know you have hobbies. 
but sleep going in there will allow all of the other things to become so much easier will allow you to do it so much quicker so that you have more space and more time and more breath in your lungs and more energy okay so sleep is so important because it plays an impact on our cravings okay so that coffee craving in the afternoon might not even just be tiredness it might be actually a, a craving um our weight our metabolism our inspiration levels our creation levels it's even like i think they they did a study where they said that the people who had had more sleep were more attractive to strangers right they did this study where i guess they measured attraction in some way and people were more attracted to the ones who had had more sleep okay sleep is the gateway drug to health these things water and hydration limiting caffeine and sleep for me is like the very basic fundamentals and i might even as go as so far as to say like none of the other things really matter that much if those few things at the beginning aren't done we are 90% water or something like that. Every single cell needs water to, rather than being this like dilapidated, prickled, little messy of a cell, it's like this plump, vibrant, vital cell. That's what I want my cells to be. I have to drink more water now, I said water again. Sleep, energy, how that's feeding into what we want to eat, how we create, how we communicate, how we socialize, how we move, how we breathe, how we think. <gasps> we need to sleep. Okay, so that's number one is like foundations of health, like my actual earthly foundations, my um, rest, oh, sorry, movement, um, movement and rest in equal measure, water, um, sunlight, and then number two is sleep. Okay, number two is sleep. Number three, are you all still with me? Number three, number three is gut health. Okay, I mentioned earlier, obviously, my, my journey into how I got into nutrition. Um, but number three is gut health. So good gut health is so important for everything. The gut is where we break down, okay, um, absorb and detoxify our food. So I eat a meal, again, super nourishing meal, like the most Buddha of Buddha bowls in the world or whatever, like the healthiest of healthy smoothies, I drink that. If my gut and my digestive system is not in a place to actually do anything with it, pointless. Pointless. Yeah. When I eat my food, it goes into my stomach. So first of all, mechanical digestion, our gnashes, they break it all down. Goes into the stomach, chemical digestion continues to break it down. So this, this is the breaking down process, okay? Like pulling the molecules all out. Then it goes down into the small intestine, a bit more breaking down happens, but then we start to pull out the nutrients. We start to pull out the fats and the vitamins and the minerals and the fibers, and it all kind of starts to do its thing. Then anything that is not needed or any um, products from the body that is waste or needs to be removed, like from the liver or hormones that have been spent or things like this, it then tries to get rid of them, okay? So the process by which we are eating, absorbing, and then going for a bowel movement is absolutely essential. Those vitamins and minerals and fats and carbs and fibers and whatever else that we take, they go to the cells, they go to the heart, they go to the lungs, they go to the brain, they go to the muscles, right? Who allow us to do all the things. All the things is not possible unless we have a digestive system that is like ready and optimal and um, 
functioning in the way possible where it needs to be in order to do all those things in order to break it down in order to digest in order to absorb okay now our microbiome we've probably heard this word before it's kind of like a bit of a buzzword is in the digestive tract okay the microbiome is made up of bacteria yeast fungi um viruses and all of these other things okay and we need that in a in a good balance and that is kind of the thing that we're thinking about when we say good gut health. We want the microbiome to be in a happy balance. So we want a nice balance of bacteria and yeast and fungi to kind of do its thing. We don't want anything to be an overgrowth. Um, we also want enough like hydrochloric acid and um, other kind of digestive juices to be there. So um, the, the digestive enzymes that we need, but it kind of starts in the mouth. So step one, chew your food, right? Chew your food up here. It supports the digestion and breaking down process later on. So chew your food, mechanical digestion. If you're really struggling with like an indigestion type thing, um, supporting the stomach and the hydrochloric acid could be good. So a little bit of high, um, a little bit of apple cider vinegar before a meal can stimulate our hydrochloric acid and our bile juices as well. Okay. So that could be the second thing that you do. Um, Third thing is kind of going back to step one. So sleep really supports um, movement and oxygen, not to the point of exhaustion, but so we're moving, okay? So like going for a run, but not to exhaustion, going for a walk, um, doing like a hip class, things like this can really support. So some movement, again, water, watching caffeine, things like this. We also wanna be really mindful of sugar, okay? Sugar is pretty much the thing that if we could say like, don't have any sugar short, short um, pro, um let me say this right short chain um processed sugar right i'm not talking about potatoes and pasta and rice and things like that here but sugar the like sweet sweet sugar is not the best thing for our gut um and then we have probiotics and prebiotics okay probiotics is good bacteria you can take them in capsule form um, you can also have them in food form, things like sauerkraut, kombucha, kimchi. Uh, I think that's it. I feel like there's another one. Kefir, that's another one. That fermented yogurt is really good as well. Um, and then probiotics comes in the form of different vegetables. So um, green bananas, broccoli, artichoke, asparagus, things like that is really good. The other thing that is so important for the gut is a range of fruit and vegetables, okay? We would suggest 30 different fruits and vegetables a week. 30 different a week. We've been hearing five a day for God knows how long, and then it became seven a day or eight a day or whatever. I don't know, I've lost count. But actually, it's more important to get a range throughout the week. So if you're having broccoli, apple, banana, raspberries, and cauliflower every single day, you're having five, the same, the same, the same, the same, same, right? We want to start mixing it up. So you go to the supermarket and you see a squash, so you buy the squash that time. And then you see a pomegranate seed, so you buy the pomegranate seeds that time. So it's like getting different things in, mixing it up, okay? So just to kind of recap on the gut health, it's a huge topic. I could literally talk for hours just alone on this, but the fundamentals matter, sleep, caffeine, not enough, not too much sugar and water, okay? Um, movement, but not to the point of exhaustion. Um, probiotics and prebiotics with a range of vegetables and being mindful of sugar, right? Sugar is the kind of key here, okay? Apple cider vinegar can support um, kind of the whole thing because it helps break it down.
okay? Gut health, my God, honestly, gut health, I think should be the start of like every induction and every job in the world, because I truly believe if we had as a nation better gut health, our mood would be better, our energy would be better, our emotions would be better, our relationships would be better, our creativity, our inspiration, our everything, right? It all comes down to gut health because that is where I am absorbing the molecules, finding the molecules to fuel everything, okay? It's like I drill in the ground for oil to put in the car and the car will not run unless I drill in the ground for oil. Well, that drilling process is like the gut that's absorbing and pulling up the, the, the vitamins from the oil, from the soil, right? It's crazy, it's huge. I'm obsessed, as you can tell. The next thing is actually a really supportive um, thing for um, gut health as well, but it's time-restricted eating. Now, I'm always very mindful around this. So just as a trigger warning, I'm about to talk about um, fasting and limiting um, the number of hours that we consume food for. If you have suffered from an eating disorder or still suffer from an eating disorder, please be very mindful that this is general advice and that I am not suggesting any of the following in order to um, indicate that you need to lose weight. Or that there is anything wrong with your weight. If you are trying to lose weight, this could potentially be something that might support you. But please, if you have any questions, send me an email, Instagram me, something like that, like get in touch and ask about it first. Because yeah, the reason I suggest time-restricted eating is to do with the health of the cells, right? Time-restricted eating is one thing that we can do that very, very quickly supports the longevity, i.e. how and how long the cell lives for and how healthy the cell is, the cell vitality and longevity, okay? Um, and in terms of gut health, the reason I suggest it is because the gut is like a muscle, constantly working, 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 have a coffee in the morning, starts working having breakfast at eight starts working have a cup of tea and a digestive it's working have my lunch it's working have an afternoon snack it's working right so say you start with your coffee and a bit of milk at 6 a.m and you have a little bit of wine and a chocolate at 10 p.m there's nothing wrong with either of those things inherently but what i'm saying is the body the, the gut has to work to digest and um process those things from 6 a.m to 10 p.m that in my very quick maths is 16 hours 16 hours i think right and and that's just like you work out okay so time restricted eating is the method by which we condense the hours in which we're eating the gap in which we're eating to a smaller period of time i would say to start off with 12 hours so if you eat breakfast at eight you try and stop finishing your dinner by 12 um, you could shorten it a little bit more to 10 or even to eight. Eight is kind of the optimum, but again, walk before you run, go slowly. Start even just by noticing, when do I have a first consumption of the day? Now, when I talk about consumption, what I mean is something with a calorie. Black tea, black, um, sorry, plain tea without milk or black coffee is okay. Just be mindful about having like 16 coffees to try and keep you going. Um, 
But as soon as we add in milk or sugar or something with calories that the body has to process, a supplement even, a juice, um, then we kind of like start the clock, okay? So see what happens and see how it goes. But there have been, yeah, an incredible amount of research around time-restricted eating and how it can reset our circadian rhythm. Very good for balancing blood sugar. So if anyone is diabetic or pre-diabetic or um, menstrual irregularities, hormonal irregularities, you know, the balancing of the blood sugar is really important. Um, it's very good for the circadian bi biology. So um, the cellular um body clock essentially i'm not going to get into the science but it's like how we regulate everything how we regulate mood sleep eating sex everything um very good for the gut microbiome because it just gives a break it's like oh my god it's like i've been doing a bicep curl for like three weeks of course my arm's going to be like please can i rest now um so yeah, very, very valuable. And science is just kind of starting to come around this area. So give it a go, see what happens by condensing, you know, unending, unlimited eating to 12 hours, 10 hours, eight hours. And I'm gonna caveat this by saying two things. First of all, there will be days when it's just gonna be impossible. Um, if I'm about to get my period in two days, all I wanna do is eat and I'll probably start pretty early because I'm up very early. So I. Um, for me usually what works best and it's going to be very different for everybody but for what me for me what works best is eating from 10 30 to 11 and then I'll finish eating by um by seven like latest usually that works for me and my schedule but it does depend where I am and if I'm about to get my period in two days and I'm hungry you can bet your bottom dollar I will be eating for the whole time that I'm awake or having tea or something and it doesn't mean that I'm continuously eating, but it probably means that I want a little bit of something before I go to bed. And that fast is just a bit too much. If you're not very well, if you've got children, depending on your work and shifts and things like that, it might be harder to fall into a routine, but it might also be very beneficial to create a routine. Only you know, play around with it. This whole process is very, very, very much trying and error, not be perfect and stay perfect. It's like, oh, didn't do it today. Oh. I did it today. Oh, I feel amazing today because I did it. Oh God, I'm bloody hungry. I'm just going to eat, right? Trial and error. This is life. We are changing. The seasons are changing. Sometimes it's sunny and you go outside and you don't really want to eat that much. Sometimes it's pouring with rain. You want to sit on the with a duvet and just eat and eat and eat and eat. Be mindful, be kind. Um, trial and error, not perfection. Okay. And certainly not perfection and say perfection. It's like perfect for a second and it's gone again, right? Perfect for a second and it's gone again. Okay. So I spoke about blood sugar there. So number five is blood sugar. And the way that we balance blood sugar is by looking at carbs, fats, and proteins, okay? So we know what a carb, fat, and protein is probably most of us. So carbs are things like pasta, potatoes, rice, quinoa, couscous, um, oats, grains, things like that. Fats is um, in eggs, in butter, in meat, in oils, in avocados, in seeds and nuts, things like this. And protein, obviously different forms, but um, tempeh, tofu, um, again, eggs, nuts, seeds, there's going to be a crossover with a lot of these things. Um, meat, fish, and things like that, okay? So every single meal needs to contain, unless you are on a very specific diet for whatever reason, I would suggest every single meal needs to contain all of these elements. It needs to contain a fat, a protein, and a carbohydrate, okay? 
So if you're looking at your meal night after night after night and it's just pasta or just oats or just a sandwich, you're going to be getting a lot of carbohydrates, which is going to push your blood sugar up and then cause it to drop back down. What we want to do is make it harder, actually, in this case, in a way, for the body to digest it. We want to slow it down. We want to bring in different elements so the body comes and it's like, okay, I'm trying to claw it apart, right? A, a carbohydrate is just like this. The body pulls it apart, it's done. Blood sugar lifts up. When we've got different elements like fats and proteins, it's like this more complex convoluted molecule that the body kind of has to work to pull apart. And it slows down the process of lifting of um, increasing blood sugar. It's more like this as the protein comes apart, as opposed to like this, okay? This is my blood sugar, if, you, if that wasn't already obvious. Um, so yeah, bring in a combination. Don't just have noodles for dinner. Have noodles with some prawns, with some avocado, with some veg, with something and something and something. Don't just have a bowl of pasta, have a bowl of pasta with um, a little bit of meat if you eat meat or um, something else instead, okay? So yeah, pull in different, different sources. A bowl of oats in the morning cereal, breakfast foods especially often tend to be quite carb heavy, um, but bring in some berries, bring in some nuts, bring in some seeds, bring in some nut butter, some fat, something like that, okay? And this will support our energy levels because when our blood sugar is going up and down, up and down, what will often happen is we'll have the, the sugar high and then crash, okay? Or like you eat a bowl of pasta and afterwards you're just like falling asleep, right? So yeah, it will support um, blood sugar, which is all to do with hormones and things like this. Again, cellular function, um, sleep, wake rhythms, energy, um, but also, you know, blood sugar is really important. Diabetics, a lot of lifestyle issues come from poor blood sugar balance. A lot, even cancers. Yeah. Okay, number six, eat the rainbow. I kind of touched on this earlier, but we want to be thinking about getting 30 different fruits and vegetables a week. And those fruit and vegetables have different colors. They have different textures. They have different skins. Sometimes eat the skin, sometimes don't. All of this sort of thing. The bigger variety that you have, the healthier that you will be. The more energy you will have, the better you will feel, the better you will sleep, the better you will go to the toilet, the better, and, and then it's like, I'm better and better and better and better and better. The thing with these things is once you step on, it's like this conveyor belt that just takes you forward. So just say yes, go into the supermarket, make a list, go and pick up a random vegetable that you haven't had before challenge yourself if you have children I did a challenge a while ago on my Instagram and it was really popular with children where you get a piece of paper you put it on the fridge and each time you have a different vegetable or a different fruit you write it on and you try and get to 30 okay try it very very useful just to see anyway the final thing for now and again we're kind of thinking pretty foundation here okay the pie in the sky blue sky thinking is coming but we need to get the foundations right and after the foundations really it starts to get quite specific on your body i said earlier like this is very general advice if you have something individual going on please get in touch right that really can I believe only be properly addressed in a one-to-one -one setting because we are so individual as human beings. And this one, if anything, actually really isn't foundation, but it's supplementation, okay? People always say to me, you love supplements? I love supplements. I love supplements. I think the biggest thing here or with everything in life is intention. The first thing I say to someone when they say, I'm taking this and this and this, and I'm like, why? Why are you taking those supplements? 
Who told you you need them? Do you know you need them? Have you had a blood test? Like if you've had a blood test and it says you're low in iron, please take iron, yes. But are you just taking it for the sake of it? Or again, like, cause you saw this article or you listened to a Joe Rogan podcast and it's like, this is what I need to save my life. But you're not drinking water and you're not sleeping and you don't, never go to the toilet cause you don't really eat any vegetables. Like it won't be doing anything. Well, it will be doing something, but the chances are you'll just wee it out or poo it out or it'll get blocked in the system, you know? So supplementation is very valuable, can be very supportive, very protective. But the other things I think need to come first then when you've got the other things in place and you want something to give you that little bit of boost because you're a vegan or you're trying to get pregnant or your your sleep's not being so good then absolutely bring things in the things generally that i would suggest maybe consider if you did want to start to consider if you're vegan thinking about iron and b vitamins omega-3 for most people because it's very anti-inflammatory and also not high in our diets as westerners um if you're trying to get pregnant or um hormonal irregularities there's definitely things you know herbal I use a lot of herbs and herbal medicine that can support there but do your research and if you do take supplements so those things I said there b vitamins iron um omega-3 magnesium would be the other thing it's very good for stress and sleep if you struggle sleeping or you're very anxious it can support that again genetic advice this is not me saying anyone should go out and please don't just listen to me and go and do it like do your own research look at a brand that is really good and really valuable um because they're yeah all supplements are not made equal the like 99p ones you get from holland and barrett do nothing for you if anything they probably just put an extra strain on your digestive system and it's better not to take them bold statement from me but i actually believe that to be true um so yeah look for a, a brand that's really good i like cytoplan i like wild nutrition um i like higher nature is there any other that i like those are the main ones that i buy wild nutrition and cytoplan especially i really like those but that is the final step okay so seven things there to think about like the foundations thinking about like i'm a plant what do i need sleep gut health time restricted eating carbs fats proteins eat the rainbow and supplementation right it's been a very like fly-by experience, but this is what I want you to take away. Well, I want you to take away everything because I'm very passionate about this. If I am the vehicle to my own dreams, if I am here, my dreams are there and I am the car, the plane, the boat, the jet ski that is getting me there, then I need to put into my body the fuel and the energy and the care and the love and the time and the effort and the discipline to take me into that place. If I'm a car and I have no oil, I don't go anywhere. If I'm a car and I don't have petrol, I don't go anywhere. If my brakes don't work, my steering wheel's broken, if my clutch is off, my doors won't close, I am not going anywhere. So just slow down for a moment. Tune map maybe into those questions from the beginning. How do I wanna feel? Who do I wanna be? And then the third question for you now, as I leave you, is how am I getting in my own way? Where am I failing myself? Not in a sense of like, I didn't do 16 yoga classes this week, but where am I like falling out of place on the really basic things? For instance, 
knowing that I need to go to bed at nine o'clock because I've got a 6 a.m. alarm and that's my eight hours, but I stay up watching Sex Education until 11 p.m. Brilliant show, by the way, but watch it earlier, right? Knowing that I need to drink two, two liters of water a day, I feel so much better when I do, but I still haven't bought myself a bottle so I can never actually get my liters of water in. Staying up late until 11 o'clock watching um, sex education, not getting my sleep, being exhausted the next day, having four coffees when I know I'm better on one or two and snacking all the way through the day because my circadian rhythm's off and I'm really hungry. So of course I'm gonna eat. Of course you're gonna eat if you're hungry, but what can you do to go back and support yourself and your body and your metabolism and your hunger earlier, i.e. sleep? Knowing that I need to eat 30 fruits and vegetables in the week, but I haven't actually been shopping for the four weeks and I've just been popping in and out of co-op. So of course I don't have a fancy vegetable to eat, right? It's so easy to go like, but I don't have this and I don't have time and I don't have space and I don't have energy. Create it. If you want to create a big and powerful and wonderful and expansive life, which you can create the space and the time and the energy and the discipline that allows you to get there. And I say that in a loving way because I know it can be difficult, but I also know that you are capable of so much, so much, and that all you need to do is say yes to yourself and yes to your body and yes to your health and possibly no to some other things, which is ironic because I did this with myself last week. I always say to myself, I'm going to end on a little anecdote about me. I always ask myself like, Rachel, what is the most loving thing to do in this moment? So when someone says something to me or I think, this is what I really want. Like I really want this for dinner. I'm like, what's the most loving thing to do in this moment? And so I asked myself this question the other night. I'd been teaching yoga until quite late. A couple of my friends were in the pub and it was a gorgeous evening. But the next day I really wanted to get some things done. So I was like, they said, do you want to come to the pub after yoga? And I was like, ah, yes, I want to go and socialize. I want to go and sit in the sun. I want to go have a little Aperol spritz. Of course I want to do that. And then I was like, oh, but I really want to do all these things tomorrow and I want to get up and I don't want to like drink too much and then be tired and then not sleep very well and then eat like crap because of it and blah, 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 blah. So I was like, I'm going to go home and sleep. This is the most loving thing to do. I'm really tired. Right. Canceled the plan. I said like, no, I'm busy. I'm going to go home. Um, I wasn't busy, but I was busy doing me. Um, I was like, reach my social threshold. I'm going home. I'm really tired. I'm going to rest. And then that night I ended up getting a stomach bug. and. Um, yeah, I was like throwing out my guts for like 48 hours. But how much worse would it have been if I had drunk, right? So what is the most loving thing you can do? If you know where you're going, you know what you want to create, you know what you want to, like you're here for big stuff, like show up for yourself. Say yes to the vegetables, to the water. Sometimes like the most loving thing is I really don't want this smoothie right now. I really want the massive bowl of pasta and a cookie and whatever else. But the most loving thing to do right now is to show up for me and start with a smoothie and then if I'm still hungry then I'll maybe have the cookie as well right that's how we do it some days the most loving thing because you're about to get your period or you've been dumped or you didn't get the job or you're feeling really down or sad or something like that is just to have like three cookies but you don't do that every single day okay so this question what is the most loving thing is a very changing fluid approach seasonal approach daily approach hourly approach to my body like the most loving thing for me right now is definitely to drink this water it's definitely to have a smoothie today, but tomorrow the answer might be completely different. It might be getting up at 5 a.m. one day, it might be sleeping until 10 one day, it might be having a smoothie one day, it might be not eating for, for much the next day. Only you know, only you know. So start to tune into that. 
I hope you've got a lot out of this today. I'm very passionate about it, but slow and steady practice makes progress and um, allow yourself to fail. Allow this not even to be a task in success. Allow it just to be something where you just see what happens um, and yeah, dive in. And if you have any specific questions, please get in touch and ask them. I will be more than happy to answer. Thank you, my loves. Dear sweet gorgeous beings, I hope you enjoyed each and every second of that little mini training that I um, released as part of this podcast. As a little update to the very beginning of the podcast where I introduced it and the main body, I actually decided to release this podcast today, which is September the 21st. Today marks one year since my good friend died and one year since I actually recorded the initial recording of the workshop and training that you actually heard on the podcast just then. It just so happened that the two coincided randomly as these things do. Now the training that you just listened to is called The Body is the Vehicle and I actually worked very closely and the the friend I'm speaking of who died actually started off as a client and we worked really closely with her body and her health in her journey with cancer. I know that she believed more than anything that her body was her vehicle and I really truly believe that she knew that, knew that as a truth, not just believed it, didn't just think it, knew it as a truth, but even in her death that body became her vehicle to take her somewhere else. There is this belief that I have, which is that expansion is happening in every single moment of our world, whether we know it or not. And even in death, even in this final breath, final moment of life, there is an expansion that comes of the soul and the spirit being released from the body. Now, what you and I have is still breath in our lungs and life in our body. And I wanted to use this gorgeous being, my gorgeous angel of a friend's energy to share that with you today and to really bring about, you know, I suppose a reality and also an alternative reality that we can create, which is, you know, life is happening and this body that we are in is only here for a limited amount of time on this earth. So let's make it the best life that we can. You know, let's maximize this breath in our lungs, this life in our body. And the way that I believe that we do that is in part in this training, in this teaching that I'm sharing with you today. So, so much love. Um, if you are interested in learning more, check out the Soma program at the Soma Method underscore on Instagram. And I will also share the website details in the show notes. So much love to you all.